Um, here we'll do the intro, but you will with the same mic. Okay. Uh, hi, you're, you're listening to Strumper Radio Hour. My name is Bernice Larson, and also known as Bean. And this is the podcast for, for Strumpet Strollups and Turns Worldwide. I'm Bean, and I'm Susan uh, Corman, also known as Susie. Um, okay, that's enough from Susie. Um, stay tuned for Abercrombie. Yes, thank you to our sponsors, Abercrombie and Fitch. We're actually, I'm actually stuck inside an Abercrombie and Fitch right now. That's why it's so dark and lonely. <laughs> okay, stay tuned. Oh, and a big announcement is coming. We did it. Okay, we're on now. And we're only three minutes in. That's amazing. That's incredible. We have ten minutes of footage of us. Yeah. It, well, it might actually be funny to just edit that footage of us just struggling. Just struggling. <laughs> I think that sounds great. Yeah. Um, I'm also a little worried just that this isn't going to, like, whatever we record is going to be not good just because of all the things that have gone wrong in the last five minutes okay so first of all nothing has ever gone wrong that's true for a podcast or in the world <laughs> that's also true. second of all as long as i'm seeing You're audio seeing waves thing, yeah i feel good it just feels so wrong that i don't have like headphones in. oh you can't hear yourself yeah. yeah that does suck i think i can it's probably for the best yeah i can, I can hear myself yeah that's good i just turn it way down because otherwise it's distracting <laughs> um welcome back Welcome back. Everybody. Hi. There's a camera that we should probably look at. Into it the whole time. Hello. Hi. Um, we are back. When was the last time we recorded? Like February or something? Uh, it was a little more recent. I think it was like end of March. Okay, that's good. I think that's pretty good. What three months? No big know. deal. It was a little after, because I think we recorded after my birthday. I don't know when your birthday is. What is it like? March. It's 9-11. <laughs> Do people have 9-11 birthdays? I know. I feel so bad for them. Uh, when my friend... Well, maybe I shouldn't... It's fine. When my friend moved to New York, he had like a going away... A New York going away party. And they got these like two like wooden tower things from the thrift store and we burned them in celebration. So if Classic. I had a 9-11 birthday party, I'd do that every year. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. 9-11's funny. <laughs> Name one thing funnier than 9-11. Like, I actually like right can't. Now. Like, I'm I can't. struggling to think of it. Maybe, like, prank videos. Those are pretty funny. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Not really, though. I mean, like, what's funnier than the World Trade Center burning down? Name a bigger prank. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, so this is <laughs> off to a rough start. Um, Imagine that your birthday was, like, uh september 11th like 1990 and you had like like 10 good years of birthdays and then your 11th birthday just sucked yeah bad 11th birthday well there were a bunch of people born on 9-11-2001 oh yeah but that's kind of fun because it's like a bunch of people died when people were born born reincarnation (laughs) uh i think that's how euphoria starts i'm pretty sure the main character was like born on 9-11 that's so weird and so yeah her parents were just like in the emergency or in the hospital watching the news 
with a new baby interesting anyway uh, that's like now it's like every day oh every a kid day. is born now it's like oh a school shooting happened school shooting happened on my birthday yeah but it wasn't one of the big ones so <laughs> kind of sucks it wasn't one of more than 20 kids so <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, okay anyways welcome back everyone welcome back hi guess what big announcement time Oh, yeah, we teased this on our Instagram. We did. Susie did that without my consent. I did. It was awesome. She hacked into the account. I did. I remember the password somehow. Yeah, let's. Okay. You want to know what it is? Uh, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hashtag. They can read your lips even if you edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hashtag. Uh, Yeah, what's the big announcement? Uh, big announcement is this couch we're sitting on. We got it for $40. $40. That's the big announcement. That's the big announcement. The other announcement is that we did sign a lease together. Yes. We, we got this house for our home. For a home. That we both Not a in. podcast studio. <laughs> it's not. Imagine. $1,000 each for a podcast studio. That's basically what we're doing. It feels like it. Yeah. No, so we live together. We live together. It's already been terrible. We've had 17 fights. We actually have like hardly seen each other. Yeah. Because yeah. First, I moved in before you guys you did. Because we, we had like a long, we signed our lease in like June, but I didn't move until like the end of June. Yeah. Yeah. We like just couldn't. It was, I think yeah. we signed it like a couple of days before June. So it was technically the end of May. And then you picked up the keys and like first Brendan was out of town yes. and then he got back and then we went on a camping trip and then there's that weekend where we were all going to move in and then we all got sick yes not with covid not with covid with that comes later cold yeah and then i did move in like a week or so before you guys yes at some point because um, we had another trip we went on and then our first weekend all here together i was like bye guys i have like three events to go to 100 parties I to was attend not home and then i came home monday with a cough and i was like oh <laughs> you're like you know it's probably fine but i'm gonna take a test it's probably fine but i will test because i've been around a lot of people and then yeah i had covid covid alert literally i'm on like what is this day 15 technically or something Maybe. i'm clear i'm testing yeah, negative she's free no symptoms but for like 10 days i was just alone in this house it's awesome and Brennan and i yeah we had to move back in with my parents yeah you guys moved back in which was a good move but i was absolutely going insane she was um because also my boyfriend had a flight this week like literally his flight was on like day 11 or something so i was like according to the cdc i was clear but he was about to go fly and like be around his grandparents so we we have not seen each other uh so yeah truly just isolation yeah for me is what i'm coming out of i feel like i have to learn how to talk to people again well you already did yeah i mean i already didn't know yeah and now whatever progress i've made over the last like (laughs) 10 years just gone here's the thing i'm coming to this realization that most people like most adults that are in our like general age range not very good at talking to people Yeah. yeah 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 not very good at it yeah, I don't know. It's so hard for me to tell uh, if if I'm if you're the problem, if I'm the problem, or if yeah. we're all the problem. I mean, that's we are all the problem. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, but there's just some, so many times where I'm like talking to people, and I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you? Why just would someone who like never asks any questions? Yeah, about themselves. Yeah, or about yourself. Literally. Yeah. 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 No, and just like. You know, there are times to be honest with people and there are times when you 
don't need to just say whatever pops into your head yeah you know i feel like in retail um like every retail manager i've ever had is like a chronic oversharer yes and like you and i were oversharers in the right context yes but literally i would have managers who just be like yeah here's every like terrible thing that's ever happened in my life and here's what's going on right now Ugh, I don't God. even know, I don't even know how to expl- like describe it. It's just it's it's harrowing. It's harrowing. 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 Yeah. You know, it's been a long time since I had a retail manager, so yeah, that's nice. It's nice. It's very nice. Um but yeah, I also just like a lot of people aren't good listeners. Yeah. Like that's just the reality of it. It's so interesting how many people are so excited to talk, but the moment you open your mouth to talk it's back like to nothing. them, it's nothing. It is rough. It's sad. And I always worry about doing that. Because I I do feel like listening is like something you have to work on. It is a skill. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to listen. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people just don't. But the thing is, people will tell you stories with the intention of getting a response from you. Right. But it's almost like by the time you start to respond beyond like a one sentence like, whoa. Whoa. They like, they lose it. They lose the ability to like like perceive the information that you're it's very odd (laughs) it's like or um when people are just talking at you for like 10 minutes and you just keep responding with like whoa yeah (laughs) really and then at some point you just stop but they keep going they keep going it doesn't matter anymore it's incredible it's it does make me feel better in a weird way i'm like okay i could be worse i know that (laughs) yeah you're right i'm i'm actually doing pretty well for myself at least i ask questions (laughs) That's like, that's what it is. I think a lot of people don't realize that in order to indicate that you're actually listening, you should probably be asking questions to somebody if they're telling you like a story, like a complex story. Right. Like, you know, or just like follow up. Like, because that's what it is. It's like, I'll, I'll tell someone a very simple, straight to the point, like anecdote of my weekend. Yeah. And they just stare at me. <laughs> that's just like insane. It's no, it's this so like weird. Really I'm like, off-putting. what is the what? Okay, okay, okay. cool. Go about my day. Yeah, um, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, and I have no doubt that I'm part of the problem, of course. But yeah, like I also I do know though that I'm a better listener than like eighty percent of the population. You guys heard it here first. So start talking at me. Talking. I'll show you. She'll remember everything. Um, no, it's strange when you have like, yeah. relationships with people. Yeah. So I'm practicing. Listening. You're practicing active listening. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really? Okay. So continue. Um, it's strange <laughs> when, when you have like relationships with these people, usually through work. Yes. Because that's, that's always the Work context. is when you like can't filter people mm-hmm. like out of your life. You have to take what you get. Yeah. Um, and you develop these relationships and then you realize that like you know everything about them and they don't know anything, anything about, you. about like, not you. a single thing that's so weird which is fun yeah, yeah. you have all the power you d- you do have yeah. all the power you have all the info yeah no i'm lucky that like these days i work with somebody that is like really really okay with me being like a bitch to them that's fun yeah because like if i get frustrated with their inability to listen to me or like like uh you know like i get like they tell me the same story for the third time Mm. i can just be a bitch about it and i'm like okay you told me that shit before 
and then they're they just start laughing and i'm like good i feel like i've had um those sort of situations a lot where i'm just starting to get fed up with someone and i start being a little mean and they (laughs) They think think it's it's so funny you love it yeah oh am i a bad person no because the thing is like if they were hurt by it you'd stop like that's at least for me like if if they were actually like hey like Hey, that's really rude i would just i would stop but uh, like, yeah i'd feel bad they they seem to think it's funny and it's a way for me to engage with them that like feels good because i'm like okay it's an outlet <laughs> yeah anyway yeah so don't talk to us mostly. don't talk to us unless you can listen to me yeah we don't want you to talk just listen just listen i guess that's what this is yeah that's literally what a podcast is this is my time i'm like okay everyone listen to me yeah so what do you want to say oh my god there was this lady on tiktok yeah (sighs) it's tiktok drama um you're like all up in tiktok right now oh my god i am it's so funny so she you're gonna love this okay so there and i saw i heard about her because i saw another video a a guy on tiktok that was like hey i want to talk about the pink sauce lady real quick and i said pink sauce sauce. lady so there's this woman that started making what she calls pink sauce and it's literally (laughs) just like pink ranch that's like colored pink with dragon fruit and she sells it to people on the internet but does like takes like no precautions when like selling food to people and so Like, there's just all these, like, really sketchy things. Like, you know, she ships it without any type of, like, ice. Um, The, like, the nutrition label is, like, fucked up. Because, like, it's, like, a size of a ketchup bottle. And, like, the back of it said it had, like, 400 servings in it. And the guy was, like, that's physically impossible for there to be 400 (laughs) servings of this in this bottle. And, like, it was just everything was really off about it. And then, um, yeah, so people kind of recently were like, hey, this this person, like, there's certain laws that you can sell, like, food made out of your kitchen if it's, like, a small enough business. Um, yeah, I've heard those laws can be pretty strict depending on where you live. Yes. Um, and, like, as they should be because people can get sick from your product. Right. But, yeah, so this woman was just making this, like, really sketchy what is ex- essentially pink ranch. That's so um, gross. And she is just, like, <laughs> she won't tell anyone what it tastes like either. She's, like, you just have to try it yourself. It is, like, nothing you've ever had I mean, before. if it's just ranch, I mean, is dragon fruit a strong flavor? If you're think it just is. putting in enough to make it pink. I don't think it is. It's I, probably just ranch. It's really funny. Does um, she make the ranch from scratch? Or is yeah, it just like- oh, that's what she says, at least. Like, it has, like, oil and, like, pretty normal, like, like salad dressing ingredients in it. Yeah. Um, And then she, like, she posted this video on her TikTok of, like, an influencer trying it. But it was, like, such a bad review because the influencer was, like okay like that's that's like pretty good mm. <laughs> it was like so weird um Ugh, and so yeah anyways that social proof yeah she needed proof that somebody had ate it and not thrown up immediately at least yeah <laughs> no but it's just it's kind of this drama that took over because first this one person made a video of it and then like this other um person that has her own like legitimate sauce company with like that meets like you know um like like food health standards and stuff yeah. was talking about how bad this other sauce is and then people were like you're just a hater you're oh just hating God. on another woman i can't business. imagine buying a sauce from like someone on like a tiktok, TikTok creator that yeah. has no other like uh cre- like credits to like like yeah, nothing does she have a business 
I don't know. I don't <laughs> fucking like, know. She really could just be someone mailing sauce. I think. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, like I think that's what else. she's doing. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's it's so gross to me. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> so gross. But yeah, I love it. I love seeing because it, it does look like wretched sauce, and I love ranch, and I'm like, and I love You're pink a ranch things. Queen. Oh, hello. But um. Alfie's here to disrupt. He's kind of a disruptor. He's kind of a radical. Okay. Please don't unplug anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So that's like the that's the funniest TikTok drama that I've been witnessing. Though is like this pink sauce drama. I love it. I love TikTok. Will go so hard for like any kind of drama. It's so funny because um, ultimately, like, how many people are really buying the sauce? You know, too many, but yeah, not that many. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I imagine her selling it on like Etsy. Which is so nasty to me. She made, yeah, she made her own crappy website, but. That's good. Yeah. Gotta get a website. Gotta get a website. Gotta get traffic to your website. <laughs> Gotta get people on your email list. That's how you do business. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't really, I don't like ranch. Um, I'm pretty grossed out by sauce in general. You are. So this is exceptionally bad to me. Yeah. I love the. I love that one of your personality traits is that you're grossed out by sauce. Yeah, that's kind of like the core of who I am. Yeah, there's not really a lot else to like talk about. So, no. um, so people don't listen to your stories. No, they don't because they're all about sauce. <laughs> about how much like you don't like sauce. Like, oh man, I had I saw ketchup yesterday. Threw up on it site. Was really gross. I don't know. Like, why couldn't she just? I mean, how hard can this be to make? Also, like, if you really want pink ranch. Probably just make it, cause it's if it's just ranch with dragon fruit in it, you can figure that out. You can. I mean, the thing is, like, she probably just googled ranch recipe. <laughs> probably no, that's the thing. Like, she, she could have done this where she like made a small batches of it in her kitchen and sold it at like farmers you markets. Sell it locally. Yeah, like that's not a bad idea. And no. then that way you can like keep it on ice the whole time, and you don't have to make people sick by sending them. Yeah, what's rancid. in ranch? Does uh, it have to be refrigerated? I. Th- no, I mean, there's definitely shelf-stable ones, because, yeah. like, at grocery stores and stuff. But there's probably, like, mayonnaise in it. You know, ranch doesn't traditionally have mayonnaise in it. I found what? that out recently. Yeah. What is ranch? Uh, it's mostly the seasonings. It's, like, dill and lemon. But what's the base? Because it's so creamy. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, buttermilk is a big one. Sour cream's a big one. Okay, so that definitely needs to be refrigerated. Yes. Okay. Yeah, most, if you go to a restaurant and you get ranch... Usually that's the type of stuff that needs to be refrigerated. And usually yeah. they make it day of because it tastes better day of anyways. That's cool. But like Hidden Valley in the bottle is like something else. So it has a billion preservatives in it. So Ooh. she's just mailing people sour cream. <laughs> yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> <laughs> just I, <laughs> putting in USPS and just a loose envelope. We should, we should start making blue sour cream. Why blue? Because she made pink. She's got the so, pink market. Oh, it's court. gender reveal ranch. Pink ranch versus blue ranch. That's probably a, like a lucrative business. You know probably. how much white people love gender reveals and ranch. And ranch. Oh my god. We figured it out. What Hit makes it up. blue? Just like food coloring. Okay. Well, I mean, hers is special because it's dragon fruit. <laughs> so I feel like we should be putting like. See, here's the weird thing though: is I don't even think drag like dragon fruit isn't like pink on the inside usually. Yeah, that's a good point. It's Maybe like, she shaves it. Yeah. <laughs> Shaving off the dragon fruit. It's pink. (laughs) Well, okay, that's another controversy. Is that every batch of her like pink sauce is like a different shade of pink? (laughs) 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 So some it's like light pink, and some it's like neon pink. It's so weird. 
She just doesn't even have a recipe. She's just no, it. I don't know. I don't want to slander this woman too much, but I uh, do. What? Yeah, she's she's selling ranch. She's trying her best in Ooh, this economy. On. Oh my god. <laughs> well, listen. You okay. know, here's the thing. It's like there's just this whole community of like young people that have been like fed that like entrepreneur bullshit through like facebook and instagram where people are like you have to start your own but you have to hustle business hustle you know you have to find something new and then they're like okay i'm gonna do that and then they make like the crappiest product you've ever seen but then everyone told them that it's a good idea and they should do it it's so hard because there's a lot of like legitimate small business creators, <laughs> but then most of it isn't. Most of them are. Because yeah. that, that's like what I, the company that I work for right now is like that. It's like independent creator right. or maker businesses. So, yes. And a lot of it, some of it's really good. Like these people have like real studios right. and like tools where they make these things. But I don't know. I just, it's so interesting because I feel like the market for that kind of stuff is so small. Because it's always very um, expensive. Because it has to be. Yeah, it always is. If you're making something out of your own house. Yeah. Like, it has to, it costs a lot of money. Um, you don't have, like, a factory where you can just mass produce things. So, it's like you're paying, like, $100 for, like, a ceramic salt shaker. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that. I know there's a market for it, but it's such a specific market. It just sounds stressful. No, it is. It is. Dude, starting a small business right now is actually probably a horrible idea. Like, you know, there are times when there's, like, when the economy is better. Yeah. Starting a small business makes sense. But right now, the middle class doesn't exist, so there's no one to yeah, buy your, The like, middle class is disappearing. Inflation is making materials cost a lot of so money. So much money. So you yeah. have to... Everything has to be more expensive. Yeah. And now, like, if you were selling a $100 salt shaker before, it's going to be harder to sell a $150 <laughs> salt shaker when people don't have a lot of spending money. They don't. They don't. I'm not an economist, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't start an Etsy right now. No, no. Uh, yeah. Not personally um but yeah you know to each their own some people want to make tiktoks for their illegitimate sauce business yeah that's their prerogative and that is i mean to be fair like this controversy has probably led to sales oh i'm sure it has yeah i think maybe she might be a marketing genius honestly she might be weird sketchy (sighs) that's so smart getting people to pick up on it okay she's smart she's smart she knows how to market yes she does (sighs) <sighs> yeah i don't know i uh, i don't know i shouldn't linger on the sauce thing but it's just so hard to imagine like wanting to buy sauce specifically from like a small business owner on the internet yeah i mean like if they were making like a really interesting product because like okay a good a good uh brand of sauce is aardvark hot sauce okay and they they're definitely not like a small business anymore but they were like a local hot sauce company and they're fun because they make like really good hot sauces and like very specific flavors mm-hmm. and like cool. i'm like that like if i went to a farmer's market and someone were selling hot sauce like that well it's different in a farmer's market. yeah yeah it's like and oh hot sauce is also different because i think it's usually it's shelf always stable. shelf stable yeah yeah uh, it's like buying a like milk off of tiktok like, <laughs> yeah so up. come buy my blue milk <laughs> blue milk it's purple milk i put beets in it Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. People shouldn't be buying food off of TikTok. No, probably not. Um, not to disparage all of the TikTok business owners in our audience selling their cheese. <laughs> Oy. 
Okay. Anyway, what else is new? That's it. That's it. Let me I, check my let me check my notes. Yeah, I don't have a ton of notes. I think my notes like by the time this comes out, it'll probably be really old because it's already old. But I'm like obsessed with all the Ezra Miller news. Oh yeah, that's something that's been that's on my a mind classic. a lot. I just love that they're like terrorizing everyone. Uh, every state in this country has been graced with Ezra Miller's presence, and now they have like a ranch. We're back to ranch. Ranch, bring it back. They have like a ranch <laughs> with a bunch of guns on it for oh, some yes. reason. Yes. And like so like a family was staying there with kids and it's concerning. It was a whole thing. I already told you about this, I'm sorry, but I You gotta you gotta bring I it like back. I like to up talk about it. Because the the parents' dad was like, Oh, we gotta get these kids off the ranch, it's not safe and then the mom was like, No, my ex the their dad is toxic and we're healing here. And then CPS checked in and like the baby was like sucking on a loose bullet (laughs) just like in the living room. Oh my God. I just love it. Every headline is new and interesting and I love it. (laughs) And I can't wait to see what happens next. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's sick. That's what I've, that's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. That's all, that's all that's occupied your mind. It's just Ezra Miller. I liked them from um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. That was a good movie. As a sad teen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What snapped? I don't actually don't know a ton of details about Ezra Miller's. I don't know either. It sounds like, like they're having a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. For a while though, I think that that's what's surprising is that it's been happening for like several months. And they're still like on the land. They're yeah. not in prison. Yeah. I love that. I hope they never catch them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm upset they caught OJ Simpson personally. No, dude. OJ's got a Twitter now. He's out. But yeah, he's out. Yeah, but no, it is, it was sad to see. It him was go. sad when he got caught. My favorite, what what was he? Football player. football player. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I actually don't know anything about the OJ shit. Oh, like as much as I'm a true crime junkie, you're wrong. About has a really good series on it. So if we ever want to listen to Sarah Marshall and Michael Hobbs talk about it, uh, would recommend that. It's it's just really kind of an interesting look at how um, somebody that was so beloved by, like, the media in the 90s, like, how that was handled, effectively. Mm. Um, I'll have to listen to that. I like that podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. I did watch a shit ton of documentaries while I had COVID, like, all the documentaries I could find on Netflix. And one of them was called The Girl in the Photograph. That was some crazy shit. What's that one about? Because a lot of times when you hear about a crazy... Or I feel like I've heard most of the crazy true crime cases that people bring up. I couldn't believe I'd never heard about this one. It was just... I don't know if I should spoil it. I don't know if I Are you able to describe it without spoiling it? it It's got so many twists and turns. Uh, Okay. Because there's just like this this single father and his daughter. Okay. Or well... Yeah. But then... (laughs) Okay. You know what? (laughs) Spoiler alert ahead for a I documentary. I because it's so good. I don't. The only way it. you can talk about it is ruining it for everyone. I love that. Okay, never mind. Forget it. I if you want to talk it's about crazy. it, it's crazy. Okay, so there's like this this dude. Uh, no, no, never mind. What? Never mind. Edit this all out. It's I'm not going to. Susie. Okay. Anyways, okay. Is there any documentary you want to talk about? <laughs> I did watch. Um, I'm sorry, I'm such a bad content creator. 
What are we talking about? Never mind. No, never mind, guys. No, you just have to watch it. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. I watched, um, there's a series, a docu-series, and it's called, like, A Web of Make-Believe and oh. something, and it's all about uh, crimes that happen over the internet. And they had one on swatting. They had one on neo-Nazis uh, and, like, the Char Charlottesville oh, shit. Okay. But the neo-Nazi one was crazy because the main person they were interviewing was this woman who started dating a guy and then it came to light that he was a neo-nazi and it was nuts because he was literally like i'm a fascist and if you don't like that this isn't gonna work which imagine saying that out loud and imagine hearing that <laughs> so anyway she was in a bad place she was super young and yes um so she was she joined this group the europa whatever yeah and she was one of like uh, 10 women in the group and so she like immediately got a ton of attention from the group um and became like the ideal trad wife right. or whatever and got like a position of power where she was like leading the w other women <laughs> in the group and it was just nuts to hear her talk about it um and how she like got way like sucked into it and was never she was never like an anti-semitic person to begin with or like a fascist type of person but uh, she did it for a man. Typical. And that is the most tragic thing I've ever heard. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Becoming a Nazi for a man. For a man. Fuck, Come on, dude. dude. Come on. At least become a Nazi for your own. For your own hatred. <laughs> your own personal hatred. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but God. it was cool to hear. I love, like, X anything. That's Someone true. who was once in a cult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. Very relevant it to your life. Yeah. To my life. And honestly, like, good for her for going on a documentary and being like, yeah, I was a Nazi. That's true. Did some book burning. A little bit of that. Did some sea hailing. Yeah, did she do anything, like, heinous as a Nazi? Um, aside from just, like, being, being a, a big part of the organization. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, at least the way she describes it, she always was sort of apprehensive about it mm. and but things just kept accelerating you know like right. she was first at a point where she's like i'll just try this for my boyfriend and then it's like oh i have leadership and i want to take care of these women and everyone else is seagiling and the guy's looking at me because i'm not doing it so i Better guess i'm do doing it. it now and oh everyone else is burning books wow. i mean she not to say that she didn't do anything wrong she said terrible shit yeah and, but yeah. um by That's the time good. the uh charlottesville that's what it was right yeah. the, by the time the charlottesville thing happened she like didn't go because she was worried and okay that's good so she never did violence uh physical violence as far as i know wow so yeah that's good they got a, a lot of episodes and it's handled pretty well anytime you watch a documentary about the internet sometimes it's like it's weird they can get weird they like talk they're like so these are gamers <laughs> we talked to some gamers <laughs> you don't know what a gamer is uh and there were like a few moments like that but for the most part they were pretty well versed okay no that's really interesting yeah um i just watched the abercrombie and fitch documentary what's up with that i don't know anything oh it's just i mean it's really just like uh it's not not even that long i think it's like an hour and a half um uh, it's just kind of like a, an overview of, of like the sudden rise of Abercrombie and Fitch mm -hmm. in the late 90s and early 2000s. Because clothes are garbage. Well, that's, that right and away. that's the thing. Like, yeah. 
So the brand had existed since like the 1800s. It was Whoa. originally just kind of like a department store aimed at like men's like sportswear. So like for like hunting and fishing. Okay. Um, hard rebrand. Hard rebrand. Yeah. Because yeah, at some point, I think like it was around for a while, started to go out of business. And then it was bought by this other company that buys out, you know, brands like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then, and I believe it was owned by the same company that does Hollister. So it's like kind of a similar. That similar makes sense because I always get them confused. Exactly. But they both do the thing that makes their clothes garbage, which is everything has their logo. Yeah. Like front and center. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. And then they hired this guy that had had been a failed CEO of some other company, which, <laughs> by the way, I hate hate the ceos are allowed to fuck up so bad oh my god and then they get hired for other jobs how do you become a ceo because these are people where it's their job is to be a ceo and that's it and they just are most of them are bad they're terrible they like because they act like they've never been in a store before or been to an amusement park or been to a restaurant like they don't know anything the companies are like yes you deserve two billion dollars two billion dollars plus bonuses (laughs) um but yeah anyways this guy took over he was kind of whack um i think i've seen him like i feel like there was a clip going around of him he got a lot of plastic surgery so he looks he looks really cool he looks cool he looks really hot whoa that was a lot of tapping all right okay nobody move too much nobody move stay oh wait okay that's fine (laughs) ready for a clap Anyways, I was in the middle of my Abercrombie uh, recap, basically. So, yeah, there's a guy who got a bunch of plastic surgery. He looks very hot. He looks really hot. Um, yeah, he was a failed CEO. He got right, a job. Right. The guy was like, no, you should take over my this this clothing brand. And he said, yes, let me make the worst clothing. I mean, it's just like it's early 2000. It's jeans and polo shirts. Yeah. Yeah, with the logo on it. It's not. I could never afford it. No one. And I yeah. Wanted it. It's it's it, it's it became a cultural phenomenon, and that's that's why they got so popular. Is because like he started instead of selling clothing, he sold the idea of being hot and popular. Yes, I just I, I remember I had some like a thrifted Abercrombie <laughs> shirt. Because they would make these, like, really tight, like, yes. thin waffle knit shirts with, yes. like, the logo across. They loved them. That's, I don't know. That was, that was, that was it. That um, was it. That was what you needed to be fuckable in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, middle school is fuckable. It's a yeah. great term. Um, uh, but, yeah, anyways, so, like, the, yeah, it became a cultural phenomenon. But then, of course, in the inner workings of the company... It was exclusively white people and white people that oh, were conventionally yeah, they were, like, attractive. Super racist. Super racist and super like like they had a system of hiring people that was based on their looks right. and it was and very you had to explicit. like wear their clothes too and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um Ooh. and then uh, you know, like a lot of their art that they had in the store is like very homoerotic and um which was cool. But the <laughs> photographer that did it was uh, actually a um, predator uh, towards the young male models. What? So um, who could have seen that coming? Definitely not me. Someone who specializes in sexy teenager photography. <laughs> God, he is a pervert. Oh. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um. No. Yeah. Just it, it's a good documentary if you're like if you are 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 at all interested in like just like early 2000s phenomena like like cultural phenomena i love it um i'd love to revisit that the soundtrack is is pretty banging um but yeah it's it's just it's 
it is interesting to hear about the inner workings of the, like you all kind of know that they're bad especially because their target was like frat bros and sorority yeah, girls yeah, like absolutely. you know if that's your target audience you're probably doing some weird stuff behind the scenes anyways like you know it's because they wanted an image they wanted to sell an image and yeah. that image was a conventionally attractive white people it's really like oiled up white people really oiled just up. like oily they all um, smell like. Uh, oh God! They sold like fragrances. It right? was so pungent. Yeah, everything in the store, in the store smelled like that. And you would buy stuff from there, and it would and just, it would still smell like that. I and it's funny. I don't think I ever. I went into like an Abercrombie like once or twice because I was like with some other adults and like I was with like my sister or something, and then like somebody else wanted to go in there, and I remember going yeah. in there as like an eight year old, and I was like, oh, Where am I? No, even going in there now, or like, yeah, if I go to the mall with people and they want to go into any store like that, I just feel so, like, out of my element. It's weird. Like, oh, man, I don't know. And everything is so expensive. It's so expensive and it's not good. For what? Yeah, for nothing. It's not good quality. It's not. So, I don't know. Like I said, I could never, like, afford to buy shit, but I would get stuff, like, hand-me-downs and stuff. You had to be upper middle class, at least, to afford it. And have parents who, like, want you to look fashionable or something. I don't know. Parents want you to look fuckable for middle school. My kids need to be fuckable. Um, What'd you get? I was a text from a pal. So that's fun. Is he cheating? Yes! Um, ah! (laughs) Adultery episode. Adultery um anyways uh yeah so that was a documentary i watched recently it's like yeah it's not the most interesting but it's like it's kind of a fun watch yeah i love um the inside like inside looks at just disaster businesses yes exactly that's fantastic are they still around or did they i believe they are yeah because they you know the big the big thing was it in two okay so in 2006 this guy did an interview like he did a story originally it was gonna be for the new york times but then um abercrombie was like we don't want you to do the story on us so then the new york times was like a fucking cuck and they were like okay you can't run the story but then the guy's like no i still want to publish all the weird shit this guy said so then he published it through salon Uh, that was back in 2006 in 2013 somebody found the article and was like holy shit like he just straight up said that like you know he's like we're selling to a certain demographic of people so we don't want anyone else shopping at our stores and that's when it like blew up and everyone's like okay so abercrombie doesn't like fat people they don't Mm -hmm. like uh people that aren't white they don't Mm -hmm. like any of this stuff and so then that got a lot of like big public backlash um and then there was another controversy where this um, this girl, she was a teenager at the time, like 17 or something. She applied to work there. She's very fashionable, you know, conventionally attractive, but she wore a headscarf. And they straight oh. up were like, we cannot, we can't, uh, we can't hire you because, you know, the headscarf doesn't meet our brand. That's fucked. Yeah. That would be, ugh whatever yeah. i don't know anything about marketing but that seems like a good move pretty like, obvious this with a headscarf. literally Ooh. like you know people are trying to make your brand more palatable and diverse just yeah. for you and then they're like no 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 no, shut it down no, you can't have no, that no 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 uh yeah let's try to we'll wrap it up we will wrap it up so that this doesn't keep happening <laughs> uh hopefully this episode's salvageable yeah well we'll have something we'll get some content from it anything what from in one platform or another one yeah yeah we gotta we gotta get strategic some tiktok content tiktok TikTok. we're gonna go tiktok famous okay but we should do a um okay 
we go we sneak into an abercrombie and fitch and yes. try to podcast for as long as possible until they kick us out that'd be awesome uh and then we'll film us okay i love that idea and then we try on a bunch of clothes <laughs> and simply i simply can't fit into them i'm like damn they never increased their size past <laughs> 10 <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh god god bless america thank you abercrombie yeah and fitch as well i think they um they actually did though like once the guy resigned the ceo they did start to like you know they had to make their brand more inclusive because that's the market now it's right like, well that's always been the market yeah 60 percent of people that like buy like like at least female shoppers that buy clothing are like in the plus size category right. so by not making plus size clothing you're just it's so nuts losing sales you're truly just losing sales because i get like needing to have a niche target market or whatever right but that doesn't eh, anyway it doesn't matter it's doesn't have to be race-based that's all i'm have saying to be race-based and sizing is not a target necessarily i mean you have yeah. places like torrid or like right stores right but those are so niche very specific if you're trying to be a big chain right yeah and that's our video video is down <laughs> videos now it's only a matter of time <laughs> for the audio this episode is a mess 